Blog Talk Radio. He was up each morning with the dawn because he knew his daily run long and hard and he had to be ready to get his freight train down the track determination he would never lack the little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy. Hi everyone, welcome to Getting on Top. I'm your host, Paul Morris, and we're here Wednesdays from 4 to 4.30 p.m. That's Eastern Time, and we broadcast from the Southern Hudson Valley region of New York State, which is the northern suburbs of New York City, my hometown. And uh, if anyone has a question or comment he or she would like to make to me and my guest, then you could uh, call in at 1-347-215-9456. And uh, that little ditty was Freight Train Freddy. And it was written and sung by Peter Tazone, who is the illustrator of the book, I Am the Author. It's a rhyming children's story by the 19th century a steam engine as it makes its way through the West. And uh, beautiful pictures, if anyone would like to see the beautiful pictures that Peter drew or uh, read some of the rhyming verse, you can go to ftfcreations.com. That's F-T-F as in Freight Train Freddy, creations.com. And also I want to mention Upper Cervical Practic- Chiropractic of New York, UCC of NY, is established in 2002, become a standard of excellence in the profession, attracts patients all over the world, including famous celebrities and pro athletes. You can find out more about them at ucc-ny.com. And if you call Dr. Gartner's office at 914-686-6200 and uh, mention my name, Paul Morris, you get a free consultation exam worth $300. And uh, I'm very pleased to have back Penny Cohen. And we're going to be talking about coping. What is your personal emotional survival technique? And uh, Penny is a clinic, a uh, licensed clinical social worker. And uh, Penny is a transformational psychotherapist, relationship counselor, and the author of the book Personal Kabbalah. 32 Paths to Win a Peace and Light Purpose. And you can find out more about Penny at www.pennycohen.com. Now, we all have we all have a emotional survival technique, whether we know it or not. And uh, today on the show, Penny and I will explain what it is, why we all need one in order to Cope with life's challenges and pitfalls. Do you think that's a new uh, term? It's going to be a hot term? Personal, emotional, survival technique? Hello? Yeah. What, what was the question? Your voice went down. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, personal, emotional, survival technique. Personal Coping, and emotional survival techniques. Yeah, emotional survival technique. That's what coping is, isn't it? True, true. Okay. Well, yes and no. Some people cope negatively also. 
by acting out. Uh, by well, but it's still coping. <laughs> addictions and and yeah. um, you know alcohol, drugs, shopping, sex. Those yeah. are ways of coping, but we want to cope effectively. Well, true, but we have to identify what it is in general, so we understand why we have it, and then you know we could try to you know have those that are more uh, productive and helpful. But well, the thing me, that I find interesting is we all have a coping technique. We all have something, you know, we learned early in life in order to get by, so to speak, survive. You know, based on, you know, if someone was good looking, they might use their looks. If someone was a fast talker, they might use their wit, you know, and so on and so forth, right? Right. Some people use humor. Some people use um, drama. Some people use uh, withdrawal. Some people use anger. Some people use guilt as coping mechanisms. Hmm. Seduction. In a negative way, in other words, however, it has helped them go through, get through life. Coping mechanisms are generally formulated by beliefs that we formulated about ourselves early on with negative uh, situations that cropped up. Uh, we formulate a belief and also make a decision about how we live our lives. For instance, you may have been competing with an older sister um, Mm -hmm. on a test, and your older sister did much better, and your mother yells at you for not doing well enough. So you may formulate a coping mechanism, if you will, or make a decision that you're going to study real hard and you're going to be a high achiever in your life and you're going to prove to your mother that you are as good as your sister. That's Mm -hmm. a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. So the coping mechanisms really are what helped, and I put it in the past tense, hopefully, helped us get through life. Mm -hmm. And in, in some ways it could be positive in that If you made the decision to become a high achiever, there's a good chance that you did study hard, you did well, and you have achieved. However, you probably did it through force rather than flow. Mm -hmm. In other words, you forced yourself to work really hard. That's a coping mechanism. Okay, so we all have these coping mechanisms to survive mine was to be liked, you know, I want to have as many friends as possible. Right. So, so, so you, you know, will we be good to, to people and do what they we, want so they like you. We tend to go overboard doing it that way, and oftentimes, you know, it, as you get older, it's sometimes a trap, you know, and something that is not as good for you as, as it could be. But, you know, you have to, in other words, you have to be flexible, and certainly you as a psychotherapist, realize that I'm sure one of your major problems is getting people out of their coping mechanisms their old and allowing them coping. to change for the exactly. better, right? That's yeah. exactly. That's why. That's what keeps me in business. Of course. people realize their old ways of coping is not serving them well today. At this point. 
at, at this, this point. point. Now, people have right, to be able to change. Because they're tense, they're stressed out, and it isn't working. And so we want to look at positive coping mechanisms, okay? And that's where I say it's not so much the stresses that make us stressed as much as what we think, believe, feel, and say and do about them. Right. We have to be able to change if necessary because we get to a certain point, and I use this uh, 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 example, metaphor, if you will, uh, analogy is a better word, when I work with people uh, to help them with their emotional trauma. In other words, the trauma was there to protect them when they were younger, but it's not useful now. The same thing exactly with coping techniques sometimes. You know, they served you at a certain point in your life, and now they're getting in the way uh, because you need, you know, you need to adjust to the circumstances, and those those ways of acting just aren't doing it, and, and they may be preventing you from, you know, relationships or other kinds of things you need to do, and uh, it's like training wheels. You know, they're helpful in the beginning, when you need them, but, you know, once you really want to ride that bike, they're in the way, and you need to discard them. So people need to have the courage to change. I guess that's what it really comes down to. Right, because uh, some of the coping mechanisms today cause a lot of stress. Meaning if you're a high achiever and you're forced to um, do better, okay, it causes stress. And Albert Einstein said, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. So do people realize that when you work with people... uh, do they realize that this was something they needed to survive with? I mean, how how do you yes. try to get yes, them to do. look at it in a way that to say this isn't you, this is you, you know, your history isn't you, and your past isn't you, and your story isn't you. That's just something that happened in the past, and you can transcend it. How do right. you get them to recognize that you know that it is just something they needed to? to start off their life, maybe to impress somebody or whatever it is, to make people like them. And now, so how do you you approach that with them? Well, it's a good question because the way I work with people is either through relaxation or doing a form of tapping, emotional freedom technique, but I've developed it in my own way where I will ask people what's the issue and when they're in a relaxed state so they answer from their body not just their head what where's the constriction in the body and what does that remind you of from childhood and that's when you can come up with an incident that you forgot totally something that happened in school and kids didn't play with you and then I'll ask, what belief did you formulate about yourself? And I'll come up with, 
I'm not as good as the other kids or I'm not as smart or whatever. And then I'll generally ask, well, what decision did you make about how you would live your life regarding this incident? Well, I better be good to people so I'm liked or loved. And therefore, I have them look at how they've behaved over their lifetime, and they've probably become a doormat to people because they've always done what other people want because they want to be loved. And then I'll generally ask, how is that serving you today? And they'll usually say, it isn't. It's stressing me out. And then they'll say, but it did provide a method for me to get through. And I agree, it did provide a method to get through. So we want to thank the belief and the decision for helping us through. But then we also want to forgive ourselves for having formulated it to begin with and send it out with love. And then ask, what is the truth here? Because the other was our story, as you mentioned earlier. What is the truth here? Well, sometimes I'm better than others and sometimes not. Or I do what I'm capable of doing. Or I'm as good as the next person, not better, not worse. And that's when we formulate a new belief, but at a deep level, not just affirming it over and over again. When you're in a relaxed state, it gets into consciousness quicker. Yes. And and we want to get the new belief about ourselves into consciousness. How do they do they ever not not understand what the problem is? They just know they have a Most problem. Most people they don't. can get. It's very interesting because today, as adults, a lot of us having children, we see ourselves getting anxious when our children are anxious, and that means if we're getting anxious, it means there's still something within ourselves that we haven't identified and resolved. Meaning your college-age daughter or son is stressing out big time over a test or a report that needs to be done, and you just pick up their energy and you're really anxious for them. It probably goes back to you being anxious yourself in school and that, Maybe the fear of failing or the fear, again, of not being good enough. Well. Working on changing that belief to I do what I'm capable of doing or something like, even though I have this, I love and accept who I am and how I feel. (laughs) That's the EFT. Well, you know, when my son went to college, I mean, I wasn't, I, I wasn't, uh, you know, that involved with his every exam. And, you know, I figured he could handle it, and he did. You know, I, I didn't want to uh, be, uh, you know, up his butt, so to speak. 
I didn't believe in that. I, I was raised to be independent, and you know, I encouraged him. I gave him support, but I wasn't. I wasn't that involved with every little detail. I think. I think parents are too involved today when they. No, you but know, it's a matter of whether you still have an issue with it yourself. If you don't well, have an I issue, well, I had an issue in college. Uh, I your... was. I was very uptight before I took exams. I used to be very uh, nervous and. And very irritable before an exam, but I didn't get involved with my my son that closely. When he he just did his thing, and you know, I I I wasn't aware of every time he took a test or anything like that. I didn't I wasn't that close to it, and he did fine. You know, he came around, uh, and he did well. But uh, <clears throat> you know, everybody's different. Um, so let's get back to why. Why do we think we need to cope? I mean, I really believe everyone has something, some <clears throat> some kind of groove that they create for themselves. And I'm just thinking, why, you know, why is that necessary? But I guess it must be because I think well, just about everybody does. They always re- represent themselves in some way. You know what I mean? Mr. Cool or... Ms. Uh, Smarty well, Pants. Well, that's having personas. That's having personas. Kind of similar, isn't it, though? Uh, well, coping, well, it depends. Oh. If it's ineffective coping, then it's persona. Well, In other words, you're putting on airs for yeah. other people. Some could be. Could whereas be, yeah. instead of coping, I'd rather say thriving. How do we thrive instead of cope? That's well. Look, look. Obviously, there's always an ideal, but most people are an ideal. If everyone was, if anyone was ideal, they wouldn't need to be around this planet. I don't think they'd be up in the. Well, I think the lesson we hear is to learn to let go of quote unquote coping and learn how to thrive and be happy and open to love. Absolutely. I think that's what the goal is, thriving well, rather than just surviving. Coping to me I, is just surviving. I'd of rather course. thrive. Of and course, there that's are the goal, we, but most people don't achieve it. <laughs> most well, people perhaps strive for it or want how. it or need it. My point is that most people are in a coping mode. You know, just about everybody, and we do. I know what the ideal is, but we, you know, we're 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 all human, sinners, whatever you want to you know look at ourselves. But basically, you know, when we're, we're we're imperfect, so uh, I want to understand how it works because if we understand how it works, we may be able to get a you know a grip on it. I think the important thing. And I've said this before, is naming something, understanding something. Because when we understand it, it doesn't control us as much. I think things control us a lot because we don't understand it. And it kind of has this mysterious power over us. And the more we understand it, why we do it, and so on and so forth, then the more you know we could uh, feel comfortable maybe trying to change it or deal with it because it doesn't have that kind of mysterious uh, you know uh, you know this fear if I change what will I be you know uh, you'll be fine <laughs> what will you be you know what's going to happen you're going to disintegrate I mean you hear that from people what 
you told me about it with someone that you work with. What would I be if I gave up whatever it was? I mean, what kind of thinking is that? What do you think? Well, rather than understanding, I take a different approach. It's getting okay. into your body and feeling. And okay. like if you, in order to really heal something, you have to feel it. A lot of yes. our coping mechanisms are an avoidance of feeling. Okay. That's why uh, we go well, into drinking or alcohol or drugs or anger or fear. It's an avoidance of deeper feelings. And sometimes we're afraid of letting go of those feelings because it is the way we survived our entire life. And if we let go of those, I call them emotional charges, then what are we or who are we? But the reality is, if we let ourselves feel it, we can heal it. Meaning, when we feel the core feeling and get beneath it, there's a deep, deep love. Much deeper than a love you've ever experienced. (laughs) Okay? And when we can reach that deep love, that's when we no longer cope. We feel confident, we feel optimistic, we feel whole, and we feel much happier. When we're in touch with that love, that's Mm -hmm. when we realize we create our lives and can create it for the better. I understand, but people are that scary, you know, to give up something... But not if they learn how to open to peace, to that love, and to the positive statements within themselves. And I highlight positive statements, meaning all these old coping mechanisms generally came from from a negative place as opposed to a positive, expansive place. And when we learn how, we can learn how to let go of these emotions and old behaviors little by little. Like going out every day and just doing one little thing that's different. Right, right. But we also have to recognize that we went to these coping behaviors because we were young and we were vulnerable. And life was a lot scarier then. I mean, the problem no, it's is... scarier. We're... It's just as scary now. Because uh, it's like our I... life force. It's like, yeah. you know, we hold on to these beliefs because they're either in agreement with our parents or just the opposite. So in a way, it's like holding our parents close to us, even though we hated our parents. They were still our caretakers. And so we also want to learn how we become nurturing parents to ourselves, telling that little child inside, you're okay no matter what. I love you. And and 
when you start hearing the more positive statements, you begin to take them on. You begin to hear them. You don't have to hate your parents. I mean, I didn't hate my parents, but I still had issues. Most people have But a lot of people have issues with parents, even though there are some parents who are overprotective and people Uh, resent that because they didn't learn to make decisions on their own. Or there are parents who were kind of mean. Or there are parents who did everything right by the book. However, the child still has some negative beliefs, which they may have come in with. Yeah, there are many permutations. I mean, my my parents let us be our own thing, do our own thing. You know, I would have liked a little more interaction. But, but uh, you, know, you know, they some, weren't really some of mean. The, or... the positive coping mechanisms for today. But you're still, to... yeah. But you're still dealing with you know other things. It's not only your parents; it's dealing with friends, siblings, and you know school and other things that that you know require some kind of a you know way to get through and get by. And you know, people often you know rely on their strengths and try to make up for their weaknesses. But uh, you know, I, I, the, the, I mean, the reason I brought up this topic at all is for people to realize it's natural. We all have them, and not to feel that it, you know, if if they do recognize it or see it, is not to feel that how oh how horrible it is. It's a natural thing for people, you know, to try to make up for some shortcomings they may feel they have. So, you know, and sure, if you could overcome it. At a later time, if if necessary, that's great. But just to recognize it's a natural, it's a natural way to be. You want to comment? Hello. Yeah, it's natural yeah. to cope, but not healthy. And I take a little different approach, saying that there's ways of changing negative coping. Otherwise. Oh, yeah. People would be miserable. Of course. Okay. And we want to identify it and learn how to change it. And there are methods you can use. For one, it would be to meditate regularly because most of coping mechanisms are a reaction to not being peaceful. Meditate. The second thing would be to review some of your thoughts and feelings and change those that aren't effective. And to forgive yourself for having formulated those beliefs and feelings and to allow yourself to receive divine light and love, which a lot of people aren't aware that they aren't doing that. So let me let me uh, and then wait a minute. Let me finish here. Okay. Is what's okay. the truth here to come up with a positive statement and the intention to take one little step in that direction. Okay. Uh, We're running out of time. I just want to identify the show, and then 
we may go into overtime if someone is listening live and wants to hear the rest of the show. They just have to uh, get on the podcast and fast forward to the end and they can listen to the last few minutes. And you're listening to Getting on Top on Block Talk Radio. I'm your host, Paul Morris. We have Wednesdays from 4 to 4.30 p.m. And my guest today is Penny Cohen, and we're talking about coping. What's your emotional survival technique? So it seems like so when you have people when you have people who are fighting you know or giving up their um uh victimhood if you will or anything you know they want to hold on to their negativity because you know it gives them a secondary gain uh does coping come up I'm not sure what you mean by that. Well, you know, we talked we talked often about, you know, how do you get people who are reluctant to change, even though they come for therapy, to well, change? I just gave a process on what people can learn how to do, and if they want no, I understand. to contact no, no. me, you know, and that no, it's I, positive coping. They learn positive coping. They learn yeah, but, how to thrive rather than just survive. Right. Okay. But I'm saying uh, some, sometimes when people people are so tied to it, they don't want to change. They're fighting the change. Do well, they that's look why at I said you can do it one step at a time. Meaning if you're the type of person who sleeps late every morning, which is an old coping mechanism, Okay, you can set your clock for two hours earlier and get up. That's what I'm talking about, a different step, a new way of dealing. If you're the type that sits in a chair all day, then set the intention to take a five-minute walk, ten-minute walk. I'm talking about little baby steps that make a difference, and we can even take it to a smaller step of where you watch on the opposite hand. That'll break your old way of coping, looking at time. Mm-hmm. But so it what's comes the, with uh, intention. It comes with the, learning uh, some new mechanisms, allowing yourself to feel more peaceful. Uh, and well, and ta- it's the willingness to take charge of your life, to master your thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and take charge rather than the old unconscious thoughts and feelings. Okay. So um, is there is there one uh, pattern that comes up more than others? I'm sorry, is there one what? Pattern that comes up more than others? No, not necessarily. There's a lot of different patterns. Um, It could be humor. It could be withdrawal. It could be a lot of different patterns here. Um, So just in closing, what would you, you know, uh, uh, I'll, I'll make a closing statement to people to accept, you know, that we all do it. It's 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 a natural thing to get through life, and there are times when you need to uh, 
you know, make a change or overcome it or modify it or, you know, uh, look at life in a different way to help you uh, survive. And you may have to give up old coping techniques, but it doesn't, it's not the end of the world. In fact, you may find it very refreshing. Would you like to sum up, Penny? Well, no. If if something has helped you get ahead, then you keep doing it as long as it's not stressing you out. Most of the time, the old coping mechanisms stress us out now. They don't serve the same purpose, and that's why we can shift. Because to me, rather than stick to coping mechanisms, which leads to stress and anxiety and heaviness and struggle, I'd rather learn how to be lighter, freer, and happier <laughs> and getting rid of quote unquote coping mechanisms well way we're still that. coping I mean we're still coping in a way we're getting along you know so um, but anyway um, very good uh, thank you Penny Cohen for being my guest and thank you everyone for listening I hope this was helpful <laughs> uh, and uh We'll be back next week again. And uh, just uh, if you want to find out more about Penny, go to her website at www.pennycohen.com or penny at pennycohen.com. Anything else you want to tell them about how to contact you or what's going on? Uh, any? Uh, no, they can call me at 914-764-1708. Okay. Thanks for being my guest, and thanks, everyone, for listening. And please listen again, and we're going to go out with Freight Train Freddy. Bye, everyone. He was up each morning with the dawn Because he knew his daily run was long and hard And he had to be ready To get his freight train down the track Determination he would never lack The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy Everybody was his friend and they all helped him to the end To keep those freight cars rolling along steady He never knew what to expect and was very careful not to wreck The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy.